we're analyzing PDD Holdings, formerly Pindulo Duo, to see if its stock may be on sale. The company trades under ticker PDD. Currently, PDD is not owned by any super investors. However, it has been in the past. Both Li Lu and Chase Coleman have had small positions in the past. We're using the Select 6 analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics before estimating an intrinsic value for PDD. Then we're giving a final rating to the business. Before we get into these valuable metrics, let's understand PDD stock performance. Right now, PDD trades for $76.14 per share. Year to date, their stock price is down 11.5%. In the last three years, their stock price is only up 1.5% overall. Going back to when the business was listed publicly, however, PDD is up two and a half times. Their stock price is compounding 29% annually in just under the last five years. Pinduoduo trades between their 52-week high and low. They're up nearly double from their 52-week low. 2% of the company's shares are sold short. Pinduoduo is a very large business. They have a $99.5 billion market cap. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to PDD? PDD Holdings operates Pinduoduo, an e-commerce platform in China that sells goods across a variety of categories and focuses on bringing small businesses and people into the digital economy. The company has built out a network of sourcing, logistics, and fulfillment capabilities that support its underlying business. Starting with metric number one, we want their average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. PDD hasn't been publicly listed this entire time, so this includes financials from before they IPO'd. PDD has flipped their returns on capital from being negative up until 2020 to they are positive today. They've been positive in their last two fiscal years as well. Over this time, however, PDD's average returns on capital are negative. The average listed business earns about a 7% return on capital, so having these negative average returns on capital while they are growing is still going to be an X on this first metric for PDD. Next, we're looking at the company's growth. We want to see growth in their revenues, net incomes, and free cash flows. PDD has been a very high growth business over this time, including up until today. Their revenues are up 11 times. They had negative earnings up until 2020, and they've been very positive today. Interestingly, PDD has 7x their free cash flows, which surprisingly have been positive in all five of these years. This is huge growth for PDD in the last five years alone. This is a major check on metric number two. Metric number three, we're looking for earnings per share growth in the last five years for PDD. Again, with negative earnings in the past, which are now positive, this metric is going to be a check. Also worth noting, since PDD went public, the company has diluted existing shareholders by about 25%. While that's outpaced by their growth and their recent returns on capital, that is something to be mindful of. It's not uncommon to see this situation in very high growth businesses, but you still want to pay attention to it, especially if that begins to outpace a company's profitability. That can be a major red flag. Trying to spot a potential red flag, in metric number four, we want their free cash flows per share to have grown in the last five years. PDD, because they've had positive free cash flows, has had positive free cash flows per share in all five years. Their cash flows have outpaced their shareholder dilution. This is another check on metric number four. Recapping where we stand currently, PDD has three checks and only one X through our first four metrics. During economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are likely at the greatest risks of poor outcomes. In metric number five, we're evaluating how the business is using debt. We want their net debt to be below the amount of free cash flow they produced in their last five years. PDD ended their most recent fiscal year with negative $19 billion worth of net debt, meaning they had $19 billion of cash left over after paying their debt. Right now, they're sitting on about a $20 billion cash cushion. In all five of these years, they produced positive free cash flows, which add up to about 
$18.5 billion worth of free cash flow. On top of this large cash cushion, this is another big check on metric number five. The business is strongly cash flow generative and its balance sheet looks pretty healthy. The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want PDD's average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this gives a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. It'll be the first way that we'll estimate a potential value for PDD. Right now, PDD's enterprise value is around $79 billion. In the last five years, we learned they produced $18.5 billion worth of free cash flow. When that's averaged out, PDD's producing about $3.7 billion of free cash flow in a given year. Dividing their $3.7 billion of their average free cash flow by their $79 billion enterprise value gives us about a 4.7% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. On a current basis, PDD produced $8.5 billion of free cash flow in their last 12 months alone. When that's divided by their $79 billion enterprise value, we get about a 10.8% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. These two numbers are split on either side of that 5% risk premium. While they're both above the yield of the 10-year treasury, because we're looking at this on an average basis, this is going to be an X on metric number six. But don't just throw this business out. This is not financial advice and PDD has been growing like crazy, which is why we're about to use another method to come to an estimate of their value per share. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze PDD, which brings us on to using a discounted cash flow model to come to an estimate of their per share value. A DCF model is based off the predictability of a company's free cash flows. Like any model in any discipline, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. Because of PDD's rapid growth, these models may not be as accurate as they would be for some other businesses. That's something to consider right off the bat. To try to normalize this growth, we're starting with PDD's average free cash flow in their last three years. Then we're using historical assumptions to grow these into the future. It's up to you to do your own homework to figure out if that's going to be accurate or not. Assuming PDD grows their average three-year free cash flows at about 15% annually for the next decade, then assuming that growth rate is cut in half for the next decade from there, if we add in the company's tangible book value, which gives an estimate of their net worth, and if we're seeking a 15% rate of return, which is the rate of return Warren Buffett's looking for in addition to his margin of safety requirements, at today's valuations, it looks like an estimate of PDD stock value is around $77 per share. This fair value is right in line with the company's current stock price, just a dollar above it. Be mindful of the assumptions mentioned previously. PDD has also not been that predictable in the past due to its extremely rapid growth. Also to be aware of, this discount rate is an estimate of total returns to shareholders. Most importantly, however, this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with a financial advisor before considering any investment decision. In just a moment, we'll give our final rating to PDD, but we have to address something first. We focused a lot on the quantitative by covering the numbers, but the qualitative factors of this business are just as important. Starting with the qualitative factors supporting a potential long thesis, number one, PDD could be able to penetrate the high price categories and less price sensitive consumers better than expected. Number two, as the early player to the consumer to manufacturer model, PDD is likely to possess the largest sales volume in the existing C to M products. Because of that, it's harder for Alibaba's C to M offerings of the same products to have lower unit costs compared with PDD. Number three, PDD has the most incentive to put the most effort into increasing online sales of agricultural products. This should help it continue to attract continuous traffic. Then this wouldn't be complete without covering some of the negative aspects of the business. These are the qualitative factors supporting a potential short thesis. Number one, users will likely go to Alibaba and JD, but not PDD for the same high-priced and branded merchandise 
except for those that are subsidized by PDD. Success in these categories could be worse than expected. So clearly a mixed bag on that category for PDD. Number two, with the government's request to tear down the internet giant's walled gardens, consumers can more easily share Alibaba's products via Wexen than before. The comparative advantage of being Tencent's investee will gradually reduce. Number three, sales and marketing expense to revenue could be at a higher level if monetization rate is stagnant. If this is the case, profitability likely suffers. There you have it for a balanced perspective of some of the qualitative aspects of PDD. Now it's time to give our rating. In analyzing PDD or Pinduoduo, we learned the company has been growing very, very fast. Their revenues, earnings, and free cash flows are up by huge multiples. They've also taken their returns on capital from being negative to now they're positive. While they've diluted existing shareholders, and that's something to be mindful of, the company still grew on a per share basis. They also have $20 billion in cash and equivalents, and they've been cash flow generative in all five years. The company looks like it's potentially attractive on a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. Its average yield was coming in just below that risk premium we'd be looking for. It's worth reiterating this is not financial advice. When we performed our discounted cash flow analysis of PDD, it looks like based on those assumptions and the returns we're looking for, that a potential fair value is around $77 per share. That's right about in line with where the company's trading currently. Bringing all of the factors of our analysis together, PDD looks like a very strong candidate for further research. E-commerce is likely to be a highly competitive market in China. One thing to be aware of is that PDD's US listing doesn't show up on any 13F filings for super investors. That could give a little bit of pause. This is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with a financial advisor before considering any investment. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, share what business you want me to look at next time in the comments below. Thanks for learning about PDD with me and have a great day.